Where they say it's hard to get a deal To live in this war field You gotta show more than skill In the championship in 77 War in Lillard Man, it's time for a second In the blazers, timbers, thunders It's cold enough You can catch that winter hawk In the all right, that was Jay Lava providing us with Dear Rose. You can listen to him on SoundCloud at Jay Lava. That is J-A-E-L-A-B-A. Right now, you're listening to the Blazer Gang Podcast. I'm your host, your boy CMA, Chris Ailey, and my co-hosts are Wayne Chopel and Brody Vogue. Shout out to our sponsors, Portland Inc., for printing all of our apparel, which you can find at Cultural Blends inside the Lloyd Center. To find more Blazer Gang content, you can check out BlazerGonian.com and on our social media pages, Facebook at Blazer Gang, Twitter at Blazer underscore gang, and on Instagram at Official Blazer Gang. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Blazer Gang podcast. Today's a March 14th, Saturday, and... um. Man, it looks like we might get stuck in here, man, because it's snowing outside pretty bad, you yeah. guys. Yeah, it's interesting. Snowmageddon, it's, man. Snowmageddon. Is on, on the way here, because you know Oregon. Oregon doesn't get that much snow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm driving, you know, I come from Beaverton, and people are going like 35 miles an hour on the highway. <laughs> I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, did you, how was your guys' trip yeah, coming in? I'm coming over the bridge from Vancouver, so... I was getting that same thing, but there was not many cars on the road, so I gotcha, was having that okay. problem. Mm, yeah. But no, I, I totally agree. You know, people don't really understand that the snow isn't going crazy or anything. It's not, it's like, it's not sticking on the yeah, road. Yeah, it's not sticking. So you can drive the same speed limit. Right. But tell that to everybody else. Yeah. You know? But um, yeah, so today's uh, March 14th. Saturday is also Pi Day mm. 3.14. You know, I don't know what your guys' favorite pie, but I like a good apple pie. Mm hmm. Yep, nice and warm. Yeah, nice and warm. What about you, Wayne? Not a pie person, so you're not a pie person. No. What? Sweet potato pie, pumpkin pie? Like I'll I'll eat it, but I'm just not. You know, it doesn't get me going. Gotcha. Uh, talk about cold pie. Pull out a nice pumpkin pie out the fridge. Okay. Put some whipped cream on top of that too. All right. Okay. And I know our, our sound engineer back there, Brian. He said he likes a a, a banana pudding pie mm-hmm. with the whipped cream on top. So yep, I might that try too. that out. My grandma actually makes that every Christmas. Okay. It's delicious. All right. <laughs> well, we got to get some invites to go over there to uh, Brody's house, you know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, today on our episode of Blair's Game Podcast, man, we got to talk about the suspension. The NBA suspends the season um, due to the coronavirus. So we'll touch some stuff on that. Also, we'll talk about Rudy Gobert. Is he at fault? You know, should he get, um, you know, some punishment? Also, we'll talk about March Madness being canceled. Mm. And also looking into next season, the draft prospects and everything with that. But uh, yeah, let's let's dive right on into it, you guys. The season is suspended for thirty days, mm-hmm. at least. At least thirty yeah. days. You know, just trying to quarantine everything. Um, I know I was at home. I saw it on Twitter. Woes dropped the bomb, and I was like, "Oh hell no, nah, man! We, we ain't got no basketball." Right. Where were you guys at when uh, Woes dropped the bomb on us? I think I was at work. Yeah, I was definitely at work. Uh, saw that. I mean, I wasn't surprised. It was, I think it was inevitable, especially mm-hmm. with this COVID-19 craziness going on. Mass hysteria, mass hysteria with the news outlets and everything just getting pushed. Mm. So you, you, you thought that it was really going to happen, that mm. the season was going to get suspended? 
Yeah, I was just a week off. I think I posted on her chat. Some, okay. I think Deandra was saying, um, oh, when do you guys think it's going to happen? I said, oh, next week for sure. Mm -hmm. But then it happened the next day. Right, so. right. What about you, Brody? Where were you at? I got to pause real quick. You said hysteria, mass hysteria. I know. Ain't it hysteria? It's hysteria. <laughs> mass <laughs> hysteria. I feel okay. you, though. It's yeah. Saturday morning, you know. Um, I was at home, and uh, I think it happened around like, 4 35 uh pacific time and i was like i had just gotten home i was trying to do some homework but i just kept refreshing my twitter timeline watching it all kind of play out real time and uh it was pretty crazy because there was like games potentially being canceled mm -hmm. games potentially being postponed mm -hmm. games being played at the time mm -hmm. and then like obviously the like the news really started to um kind of snowball when because uh, when they canceled the OKC game right yeah I was like okay that's when it really kind of started yeah. to take off I was like oh it's serious now mm -hmm. and so uh, no it was crazy like I said I was trying to do homework but just it just can like kept going kept going kept going so it was I couldn't like not stay tuned in um, wild man yeah and then I told my family I was like man I'm going to the grocery store it's serious like if, if a professional sports league is canceled right I was like alright we gotta start taking this a little bit serious I'm supposed serious. to go to the grocery store today I'm kinda nervous there's nothing man, when, gonna be when there when I went shelves were empty I'm yeah. not gonna lie you go to the cleaning product aisles mm -hmm. it's wiped out it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy I was I was at Costco last week uh, stocking up for our work like snacks and stuff mm -hmm. like that and um, the sign says like two water bottles per customer, two water oh, bottles. Oh, they were limiting. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, people crazy. are, yeah, you gotta, you gotta limit that. It's ridiculous yeah. that people are yeah. just stocking up on that shit. You know, it's right. like, you're being selfish. Come on, you gotta share the wealth, you know? That is true. But, but the problem was there was no tissue paper. There was no uh, hand sanitizer. There was no Lysol products. The only mm. thing that we could get was water bottles and we could only get two for a big, I, I work at Clark College, so it's mm. like, you know, we need to we need to buy at least twelve cases for right. for the public, and we could only get two. So that's that crazy. They were limiting items. That's yeah. crazy. Now, yeah. So we just want to make sure everybody's washing their hands, yeah, being you know, proactive. If you're sick, stay home. I mean, we're not healthcare advisors, but you know, we're just trying <laughs> to spread spread the good word around. You know, right? But um, so. As the season is suspended, um, I think this is a great opportunity for teams like the Blazers, you know, to rest up, get healthy, yep. maybe a couple more practices for Nurk, you know, get get in the flow of things. Um, so what, what do you guys think? You think this will help the Blazers or will it hurt them for this 30 days off? Well, I think we got to kind of, not to jump too far ahead or anything, but we kind of have to like... Um it's it i mean it's just pure speculation at this point but like does the season even get extended or do they just kind of cut the last what like um i think it'd be about 18 games or so um for teams because at this point just about every team in the league has played 66 games mm -hmm. um which is the same amount of games played in the 2011 2012 season when we had the lockout mm -hmm. so um it's kind of been speculated that there's kind of two routes here one they just call the season done and start the playoffs um, in in about mid-April when it would normally start, or they extend the season into the summer. Um, I say, I say, why not just extend the season? You know, so it does give you know the the teams that are fighting for that eighth spot, like right. the Blazers and right. other teams in the East, to fight for that last spot. And then even then, they're talking about uh, extending the season in a couple years anyway. Mm -hmm. So this might be. 
you know, kind trial like a test run. run. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, to it, play later on in the in the year. Uh, I think it'd be a great guinea pig to go into the summer, seeing if we can make ex- some kind of extra revenue that way. Uh, I'm not. I can't think of any good sporting events in the summer that's going on besides the summer league. Um, I mean, you guys have. I mean, summer league, free agency. Then you got yeah. NFL training camp, and then this year right. we're supposed to have the uh, the Olympics. But right, I thought the Olympics were coming through. That's right. kind of uh, up in the air right now. Although yeah. the Olympics officials are saying that it'll it'll happen, so mm-hmm. we'll see. I mean, me personally, I would like for the season to pick up where it left off. Mm-hmm. So everybody's played 66, 67 games. Okay. Play the rest of the games out. Have the teams that are trying to fight for those last spots, you know, compete. So mm-hmm. it could be fair. Yeah. I mean, if they do just shut it down and be like, all right, we're going to go straight into the playoffs. I'm kind of okay with that yeah. because those teams did, you know, play well throughout the year. Right. So I reward them. But if we can continue the games where they are when we come back from this 30-day hiatus, that would be great. Yeah. You know, but I think the NBA, they, they have to figure things out. First, you know, you want to make sure the players are healthy and all the – NBA officials and everybody associated with the teams are healthy enough to play these games. Right. So I was uh, listening to CJ McCollum's podcast, the pull up podcast Mm -hmm. um, this morning, getting ready for ours, our show today. And uh, he was kind of just giving the fans a little bit of perspective when it comes to like um, the players taking an extended period of time off and then trying to get back into like their daily grind. And uh, he was just saying like, basically after about 10 days, um, your body kind of like starts to uh, react differently to the high intensity that they play at. Yeah. So um, I'm just not really sure how, if they, if the league takes 30 days off, um, how they're like, there could, there could potentially be like a, a, like a large number of injury risks for players because they've had such a long time off. And uh, so for example, you know, like right now, a lot of players are, um, have the, have the ability to go to the, um, training yeah, training facility mm-hmm. and just kind of um, get one-on-one time. But as we've talked about with like the Yusuf Nurkic, Nurkic situation, that's not really uh, similar to like in-game scenarios. Right. So And so with having those days off, the product might not be as good. The games aren't, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like nice to look at. But I would say use those 15, 16 games so you could gear up for the playoffs so the teams that are making it into playoffs, they'll be at tip-top shape. Right. You know, so. From a from a Trailblazers fan perspective, you know, you can look at this as an opportunity for a guy like Zach Collins to kind of um, take more time to get healthy. And then mm-hmm. if we do pick up in April. Or, I, yeah, I, would, April I would just say all of our injured players. No, for <laughs> sure, for sure. But uh, guys. From, like a, from a fan perspective or just like an outsider's perspective trying to be objective, I think it is the best. The I think the best approach is to just... Uh, start the playoffs just end the season really? with, with where we're at right now start the playoffs when we come back because you kind of do like you were talking about you kind of do have to look at this from like a, a ripple effect you know mm-hmm. if we um if we do try to play out the season in april then it extends into like then the playoffs don't get started till may and then right. we you know we're it just everything gets pushed back and then i know a lot of the players that um don't want to like forfeit their uh, free agency being throughout the or their time off being throughout the summer. Right. And then, you know, like I said, then you have to look at like pushing the start of the next season off as well. Cause then the players aren't going to want to start like in the season after the playoffs and then immediately start the next season. 
And then you have to think about, as we're talking about the um, summer Olympics coming around, uh, if the season gets prolonged into the summer, then that's going to affect like USA basketball as well. And so a lot of like the top, top uh, athletes on, on the prospects for the Olympic team. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, they'll probably pull out and then, you know, obviously we want like a competitive team in the Olympics, but. It is just kind of. I mean, crazy yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot the, of domino effect of right. you know pushing the season back or just starting it as soon they get everybody healthy. But um, mm-hmm. I mean, my my personal viewpoint: play the rest of the games. Mm-hmm. I would like to see us try push for that eighth spot. Wayne, where do you vote? Oh no, I agree. Play the rest of the games out. Okay. Um, I mean, like I said, it would just be a good experiment to play off into the ongoing seasons. Right. Um, I think the players would probably factor in more of having that playoff ability rather than going into the free agency market. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the free agency market this year isn't even that crazy. So um, especially if in the play, NBA player union, they're probably talking, discussing it over right now and saying, you know, we, we probably want to, I mean, you know, it'd be interesting mm. if KD came back too mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. Cause he has a chance to get back. Clay probably has a chance. I mean, Warriors are out, but Right, the Warriors are out uh, over there on the East Coast. Nets, they are yeah. in seventh spot. I don't, I mean, how far along is KD on the recovery process? His injury was in May, right? Yeah. May or June. May of last year. That would be interesting if yeah. he did come back. Right. That would be interesting to see how that, that team, that dynamic with him on the court, mm-hmm. you know, because I know Kyrie's out for the rest of the year. So just even seeing KD... And then the way it's set up right now, so they're in the seventh spot. They will play Toronto. Um, I'm, granted, though, I, I, I don't know. That that'll be interesting. Yeah. That's a good point, Wayne. That's so a good if point. the season does pick back up, though, um, you know, in like mid mid April or something like that, do we expect that they're playing just without any fans in the arena? Because there's no really telling that the virus is going to be uh, contained or even yeah stopped. under control um, within a month's time. So uh, with that, I think they should. I mean, me personally, I think they should have fans watch the games because mm-hmm. that's like, I mean, we pay the money. I mean, yeah. they're getting the viewers, you know, so it's like, yeah, having home court advantage is huge. So uh, especially with fans not being there mm-hmm. and having Rip City being a huge fan base, that's going right. to affect the players a lot. Uh, if you look at it, you know, in a player's perspective, it's affecting them because it's kind of awkward. They've, they're not used to that. They're not used to yeah. fans. Yeah. They always they always have a big, you know, large audience attendance since mm-hmm. high school. Unless you're like in Detroit playing as a pisses. Yeah. No, fair point. Um, so they in the playoff run, uh, right. hunt, yeah, they, though. They're, they're out of the playoffs now. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean... It's, it's awkward for sure, but I, I, I totally understand that if we need to come to that point where mm-hmm. we need to have, you know, only media there to be able to watch the games, so be it. As yeah. long as the NBA is going, I'm totally fine with that. All right. And then I saw also on Twitter flowing around, it was like, oh, maybe you, the team should have one super fan attending yeah. games against uh, other yeah, opposing teams. So I was like, oh, well, who will we have? Rob the, I think Rob the free throw guy. Rob man. the free throw he guy? talk shit. He does. And we had we actually had him on our podcast last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's I always, thought he retired. 
He did. He did retire. But if we had to pick one, I, I, yeah. mean, I think he would come out of retirement. Him, that'd be sick. I also like the lady. I don't know her name. I uh, should look at it. She's yep, always dancing. Yep, She's yep. dancing like right for the transition That's from exactly the, in the third I was quarter, about. fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. She's always dancing. I'm gonna that'd pull, be our super yeah. fan for sure. And she's heavy in North Portland. I want to say she does but, a lot of. But can uh, she talk work. shit? It doesn't matter. She, she, she brings dance. the energy through the she dance, the man. Energy. She doesn't need to talk shit. Yeah. I'd rather have a player, person that can talk shit. Rob's always, every game, he knows. He has a t-shirt for every Man, like, every game. In, Does he? In yeah. today's NBA environment, they'd get kicked out if they were talking shit. Right. Nah, yeah, fair point. <laughs> but, I mean, if we had just one fan, I think the rest would allow it. Okay, yeah. So Maybe. They I, took it too far. Yeah. They'd be like, hey, you're out of here. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks no, for playing. I, I, I would vote for her. Um, also, yeah. who's the other guy? Didn't wasn't oh, what's uh, the guy who has the bad tan? That's always at the Blazer oh, game. Oh, yep. What's yep. his name with the mustache? I don't, I don't know what his name is, but I know who you're we talking about. Google yeah, him he's always at the good, good games. You know, TNT or playoff games. Charles Barkley always clowns on him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got his own uh, cologne line too. Does he? Yeah, yeah he, he's always sitting. You know, courtside, mm-hmm. older by the opposing team's bench. So yeah, those three, those three people, I would vote for. Mm-hmm. You know. Anybody had their pick, so that'd be interesting if it, you know, in the fantasy world, so to speak. But um, so switching gears a little bit, Mr. Rudy Gobert, he was, you know, sort of the catalyst for this, for the season ending mm-hmm. or suspension, I should say. Um, what where, where are your guys' initial reactions for Rudy Gobert contracting the uh, yeah. COVID nineteen? Uh, I mean, it's inevitable. It's It was going to happen. Some of the players were going to get it. I don't mm-hmm. think he's at fault. Listen, he didn't know that he was actually having it. Right. That's a mistake is a mistake. I get that. Um, I but, know in the jazz organization, there's a little rift, especially with Donovan Mitchell posting on Instagram, you know, please be responsible. He kind of took a little shot at Rudy. Yeah, because Rudy, after that press game conference, mm-hmm. he was touching all the mics and shit. I was like, yeah, I saw okay. a lot of uh, a lot of Utah Jazz media fans were actually like kind of backing him, though, mm-hmm. after he did that. And they were kind of saying that uh, he was kind of like, that was his way of kind of standing with the media members. Like, that's how they took it. Right, right. Because um, at that point, you know, they were kind of, at that point, they had uh, restricted access out yeah. of the locker mm-hmm. room and they were being forced um, to stay within like, or stay out of like six feet away right, from the right, players. Right. Taking precautions. Right, yeah. Right. And plus, there's no telling that Rudy Gobert gave the virus to Donovan Mitchell. Right. There's also right. no telling that... Um, Donovan gave it to Rudy. Right, exactly. Know? So it's kind of, although he was the first one to test positive, it's kind of hard to know like when he got it. Right, exactly. I just, I mean, it's it's sort of funny. You know, he was touching all the mics and right. he got it. Yeah. And I was like, ah, damn, you know. Yeah, for sure. I it, mean, and Gobert's a good guy, you know. Yeah. He's a he stand-up guy. He made a statement afterward and apologized. It's also interesting. Um, we we uh, tracked it in the group chat a little bit. Props to Dre for tracking this information down. But according to uh, a reporter, the um, plane that the Utah Jazz used to fly to Oklahoma City had actually came um, from Portland originally. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and you know, uh, Washington has kind of to this point been kind of an epicenter for the, yeah. for the virus. So it's not that, that big of a surprise. Didn't they also say it could have maybe been contracted through like a small fan, like a six year old fan? Or something yeah. Like so, um, when the Utah jazz played in Boston, um, Rudy actually gave, signed an autograph and I'm not sure if he took a picture too, but he was in pretty close quarters with a, a child fan and uh, that fan later um, Rudy, tested Rudy, positive. Rudy. Yeah. But again, like we're saying, there's no telling that 
he might have actually given uh, gotten the virus from the fan. Right. So it's it's just tough to say. But another thing that's crazy about that situation is that okay, so they canceled the game OKC against the Jazz like mm-hmm. that night, like five minutes prior to tip off. What's also crazy is that the Jazz got fifty eight tests. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, Man. where do they get these tests? So when you quick? got when you got the money. You can do whatever you want. Right. Because mm-hmm. the general public can't even get, what, the tests. Yeah. Like, and if you do get tested, you know, results come back after like five or six days. Right. They got it at less than 12 hours or whatever right. it was. So I'm like, man, are y'all getting the super edition test or something? It's, right. No, it's ridiculous. It's sad that we have to come to that. Right. I mean, it's society. good. It's, it is good that they got tested. You know what I'm saying? But for the rest of us regular folk, yeah. <laughs> you know, where do we go to get these resources and try to, you know, figure out if, you know, if one of us are infected, you know, right. it's, it's just so much crazy things like, mm-hmm. you know, we're just rolling with the punches right now. You yeah. Know? You know? And uh, Chris Haynes reported today that the Toronto Raptors uh, have all also been tested. Mm-hmm. Um, all but one player has come back negative. The the one is still pending, so they don't know for sure. But again, they just they needed those tests. They got those tests right away. They did, and you know, kudos to the NBA for trying to, uh, you know, get this thing under control. You right. know, because at the sporting events, you know, you got what twenty thousand people sometimes in the arenas. Like, you don't want to, you know, exponentially expose it to everybody so actually i was listening to a podcast um again zach lowe's podcast uh and he was kind of um to push back a little bit on giving too much credit to the nba because uh, he actually feels like um the nba along with like a lot of media members as well uh were kind of late to react um it, they were saying that we weren't really like acting precautionary um we were kind of just like going about our lives as if everything was fine and then once um, the reports of like players actually testing positive. That's when they actually right. like, started. But to, if you don't know what, yeah. how this thing is getting spreaded around, like how can you say somebody's late to it? Right. If you don't really know what's going on. Yeah. yeah. So granted, you know, uh, some of the players are like, Oh, I'm not touching hands. You know, we're fist pumps. We're not signing any autographs. Like CJ said a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. it's like, you can't really fault for somebody who don't know what's going on. Right. Yeah. Well, and plus CJ, his fiance is, uh, a dentist, right? Yeah, so she, she has yes, quite a yeah. bit of medical um, health, like ex- experience, knowledge. So mm-hmm. that's probably yeah. why he was a little more out in front of it. I mean, even shoot myself, I'm at work. I'm like, yo, don't yeah. y'all touch me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm wiping down laptops and everything. Yeah. So, I mean, you just got to take precaution. But I mean, that was that situation out there in Utah or OKC, I should say. Um, also, like you alluded to, other leagues are shutting down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. March Madness is no yeah, longer this I'm year. Upset. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of you know, everybody's yeah. trying to fill out their tourney brackets. Yeah, you know? I was right. already had Duke on the map. Duke was the first team to drop out. Yeah. Right. Actually, I think Oregon also yeah. uh, around the same time pulled mm-hmm. out. I was so upset. It's just not the NBA. You got you got uh, the NCAA. You got MLS, the MLS, and, MLB, hockey, yeah. hockey in Canada. You know, XFL, XFL. We've seen right. that. I want to say Wayne just saw something on Twitter about one of the players uh, contracting uh, oh, coronavirus. Oh yeah, Seattle, one of the Seattle Dragon players contracting mm-hmm. coronavirus. Damn. So, but it's sad. I mean, I can't watch any sports. I'm literally out there looking at snow yeah. in a window, man. <laughs> on an international level, too. A lot of, uh, I mean, I think all the uh, like top level soccer leagues around the world are all Mm -hmm. shutting down as well. La Liga, Premier League, Liga, all those leagues. And that's good though. It's good. Mm -hmm. You know, just trying to contain this and see what's going on. 
maybe in 30 days, everything clears up. Don't think so. Or, you know, maybe two months, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. as, you know, sports fans like us and all around the world, it's like, what are we doing with ourselves? Yeah, there's a lot I of uh, there's a lot of funny gifts going around <laughs> no, right, now. Gamble, yeah, look, me right now. Wayne, yeah. Wayne's a, cam- a gambling man; he can't gamble for nothing. But um, I mean, I know last night, shoot, I was watching Will of Fortune. I ain't <laughs> seen Will of Fortune. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie; it's been about I don't know five, six years since I see Will of Fortune. You know, man. but uh, yeah, hopefully, will everything clears up. And also, since there's no March Madness. Like, what about these NBA prospects for the draft, the upcoming drafts? Like, you know, a lot of people get their get their name and fame from yep. the March Madness. Yep. You run through the tournament, you have a couple of good games, like CJ, yes. you know, mm-hmm. a couple years ago, even uh, Zach Collins, you know, he had a good, nice little run with Gonzaga a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I just feel bad for these players, um, you know, these college athletes that aren't showcasing their ability, you know, to the, to the league, right? you know? So with that, do you think that some of the seniors um, should have an extra like a red shirt? Yeah, yeah, a red shirt year or something. Or I don't know. It's like yeah, I I definitely agree with that. Um, I mean, obviously the sports that have already been played in the fall and winter done. Well, actually, sorry, fall because it's still mm-hmm. winter. Um, I think those players deserve a red shirt. Uh, it's going to be a little complicated with the whole scholarship. Super situ- complicated mm-hmm. with the scholarship situation for incoming freshmen. Yeah. But they should, they sh- the NCAA should definitely figure out a way to. It's sad. You know? Yeah, I was reading up a little bit on that too, and like you're saying, um, because basically once those uh, seniors leave, that that scholarship money basically just gets handed down to the fresh to the incoming freshmen. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how they necessarily figure that out because there are like um, like uh, regulations put in place right. for NCAA uh, to have like a, a limited number of scholarships they can offer, and then on top of that. Um, like you're saying, it's just they don't really know. Like if if you think about like basketball season, for example, it's coming to the end right now. We're basically mm, getting yeah. into tournament season. So like a lot of the seniors have basically played their entire regular season, but now they lose the opportunity to compete in the one. tournament. So right. do they get their... Um, do they get their eligibility renewed after they played that's, a full season? That's a solid point. Um, in that case, I would have to go with no. That's just an <sighs> ex- extraordinary circumstance. Right. But you can do a graduate transfer, so you still can have that extra fifth year. Okay. That mm-hmm. method. But that would be a lot of graduate transfers. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Well, and I think, too, like uh, baseball season is like kind of right in the middle of their season right now, too. So mm-hmm. you have seniors that have played some games but not – gotten a chance to finish out their season as well so and it's just tough you gotta also value these not not all these players are obviously going into the league they're still getting that scholarship to get their education which is the main point they are but if i'm if i'm on one of these mid-major teams and and i have two or three games and i go for 20 or 25 Mm -hmm. yo you know i don't have that opportunity you know and like i said some players really have you know or they, let's say they relied on that tournament and be like, if I just have one good game, one breakout game, yeah, the scouts are going to come looking for No, me. I mean, to your point, that's like basically the exact approach that CJ had when mm-hmm. he went into exactly. the tournament. He said that he knew if he had one game against one of these top-level teams, which at the time was against Duke. The teams are going to come looking yeah. for you. Yep. You know. Here's what I'm going to say. All right. What are you going to say, Wayne? You had the whole season to prove something. You had... You could have you you probably in your schedule were playing big teams, okay? If you couldn't do it in the season, then tough luck, man. You had the opportunity, hey, man. That's all that. I'll, I'll say this: a lot a lot of players, you know, they've they've had good seasons, mm-hmm. 
But that tournament, I'll even throw out a name back in the day, Wally Zerviak. Mm, mm. Zerviak. Okay, yeah. he wasn't on anybody's radar. Mm. But when he went to that tournament and tore it up, he was a lotto pick. And he, you know, he was a right, decent player, you know, for the Wolves and all the other teams. But if you are that player that say, okay, I average 12 to 15 points, mm-hmm. that's cool. But if you go off to like back-to-back games with 25 or something like that, that's official. And, you know, also that's at max a handful of players. So you're only factoring maybe like two or three guys per season in March Madness that are showcasing that. All right. I mean, oh, I'm just I'm just yeah. looking out for the guy that's waiting sure. for this tournament. You Look, know what I'm saying? I, I see that point and I get it. Mm. But at the end of the day, you had four goddamn years to prove it. Okay. If you can't do that, then tough luck. You can go into the combine and showcase your work there. Go, all right. go to Europe and play some basketball and then get all, all the way right. up to the G League and go to the NBA, man. That's, all right. Wayne, Wayne's over here. Hard yeah, on. This is harsh, yeah, man. I'm man. looking at I'm looking at Lehigh's, just for reference, I'm looking at Lehigh's schedule right now. Uh, the top teams that they played this season so far, Virginia Tech. ACC. Uh, Auburn. Yeah, SEC. Power, those are Power 5 teams. And that's it. Other than that, they okay. play teams like but Navy, then, um, But then as Princeton. a senior, you also had that opportunity, your junior year, your sophomore year. But I'm not, year, I'm not just necessarily year. referring to a senior. I'm saying like a, a sophomore that's on the bubble or maybe like a junior. Well, then they got you know? they got next year. Let this COVID-19 uh, go out, and then you got next year, man. All right. Wang over here. Harsh if, with the If with it's the under reviews. control by then, man. <laughs> yeah, that's Mass right. hysteria. Right, that. <laughs> <laughs> so with, with – um, uh, March Madness being canceled, you know, we got uh, some of the draft prospects, you know, in these uh, teams. So we've got the NBA draft board, um, top 14, lotto pay. We got Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, LaMelo Ball. Uh, I'm probably messed up this next one. Danae Avija, uh, Killian Hayes, OB Toppin. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slaughter this name too. Oni, Oniaka Onkonua. Close well guy. done. <laughs> Close. Then Cole Anthony, Tyrese uh, Halliburton, Isaac Okoro, Nico uh, Mannion, Tyrese Maxey, RJ Hampton, and Jaden McDaniels. Go dogs, Jaden McDaniels. Right, right, right. So, you know, not having this uh, tournament, you know, showcasing their skills and see what they could do on a nightly basis. Um, just on the big stage, you know, mm-hmm. NBA scouts like take that yep. into account also. Um, where do you think these guys will end up in the draft or... The Blazers, what, what's our pick for the Blazers? Well, I mean, it, it depends, you know, if, if the season ends right now, I think we're somewhere around like the 13 to 16 range. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I mean, that's if the season ends right now. So if we make that, if, if the season does start back up, say our guys get healthy and we make that playoff push, then uh, we drop further back into like the 20s, 25 range. Okay. Now, let's say if we do, if, if they come back and say, all right, we're going to go straight to the playoffs. NBA says we're going to go straight to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And you said we get one of those late team picks. What should we do with that pick? So, yeah, I was thinking about that. Um, and again, this is kind of another ripple effect of the uh, of the virus. But uh, usually I don't really dive into like um, college prospects until the summertime when the NBA has kind of died down. But um, just, just give me, just give me a, a uh, preview. Yeah. we're going to touch base got, on it later on. I got more of like a player type because I don't have really any names that um, 
I can like list off right now, but a player type, I think we should be targeting is another like small forward, kind of similar to uh, um, Nessier Little, like we went after in last year's draft. Uh, if you look at like a team like Boston with Jason Tatum and um, Jalen Brown, obviously if you're picking around 13, 15, it's not as much of a sure thing. Right. Yeah, but um, just kind of going off after that prototypical like stretch um, wing, athletic wing that can kind of defend multiple positions, I think is kind of the best route for the Blazers right now because we already have Anthony Simon, Gary Trent Jr., Nasir Little. If you can get somebody to kind of like pair on the wing with Nasir Little, I think our uh, future be looking good. With that being said, since you kind of explained uh, what kind of player we're looking for, I'll give you a name. Jaden McDaniels of the University of Washington. Mm. Okay. Not just because he's from Washington. No, I've been watching, I've been watching our <laughs> dogs. We were having a shitty season. Um, we lost Quad A Green to um, academic probation. So that's mm. kind of how we fell off the map. Mm. Uh, but Jaden McDaniels, uh, they compare him kind of to Jonathan Isaac. Mm. Um, he can, he can, you know, get, he's nitty gritty. Uh, he's got a great wingspan. Um, he's six, nine, I believe, uh, his wingspan is around like seven, four. Yep. Mm. Like that. Um, the only problem with them is he does get a lot of technical fouls. He's mm. a freshman, so he's going to grow out of that. But, uh, he is a little head case. He needs to work on that. Uh, he did, he is a little turnover prone. I think you could argue we need some of those guys in Portland. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, maybe like a Rasheed Wallace kind of type. A little uh, bit, yeah. The Seattle but Times. you got to play like Rasheed Wallace, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right? Yep. Rasheed, yep. you know, he backed yeah. it up with his play. Like, he, he, he could did. give you 30, and mm-hmm. the technical is, like, worthy. You know what I'm saying? But right. if you coming in, giving us two, three, four points in a tech, like, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, come on. Like, what you doing? We you putting know? you back sure. on the bench yeah. real quick. But, uh, yeah, I think Jaden McDaniels, another guy, also from the University of Washington. Mm-hmm. I know you like uh, your UW. Isaiah Stewart. Uh, he's a power forward, center, 6'9". He's got a great wingspan, too, probably similar to Jaden McDaniels. Okay. Um, he was projected, I think, a lotto pick before, but now he's out of that lotto pick scenario. Mm. Um, dude is really gritty. He can pound. He's a ground-pound guy. Okay. I think he's great defense. Um, he just he goes into that paint. He's not a great shooter now, so, um, but he goes into that paint, mm-hmm. and he, he gets in there hard. Okay. So... I really like that guy too. Well, gotcha. cause that's the other thing too, is if you draft somebody, so Nasir Little probably playing the three. So if you can draft somebody that's um, like a power forward or a switchy three, four, then you can put Zach Collins at a more natural five spot. Right. I mean, he's just a little preview. I mean, cause we still got our fours, you know, Winnie and Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like you said, Zach coming back. So we'll see what that is just, it's just something to think about, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, in case, the NBA just comes back and then goes straight to the playoffs. Then we got that pick yep. or they played out and then we don't have that pick. Right. So also, I mean, this, it, it, we, we don't have any sports going on. So this would be a great time to take a deep dive into some right. basketball prospects. No, for sure. And, um, I think me personally, I think if the season does stop and we get the high pick, I think we should use that as trade bait. With the, with the week, with, I mean, if you if we, we if you get, let's say we get the what what's his name the big guy, uh, Isaiah Stewart. Isaiah Stewart, mm-hmm. you know, let's say we know we have Zach coming back, we got Nurt coming back. Mm-hmm. I like Winnie and Gabriel personally. Mm-hmm. You know, we could take him, flip him, okay, and then get somebody you know package a deal, and then we might go get another third person, and then we could shore up our our offense. But would that work with our salary? 
this, don't, see, that's something that's, that we also got to look for. Yeah, you know, I don't know if that's going to work with our social. Yeah. Just right. depends on the right deal. Yeah, yeah on the right deal. You Although I know. think Winyan Gabriel's a free agent after this season as well. I'm looking at a hoops hype right now, and it says after the 1920 season, he's uh, he's not under contract. And how so. much is he under right now? Uh, just a couple a, mil, right? One mil. One mil. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Because he was a, a G League sign. So. Right. Gotcha. Got him for the cheap, cheap. Yeah. For sure. But uh, yeah, that's 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 what I'm looking at for that. Um, now, also, Wayne, man, I heard you had like a, a conspiracy theory. Now, was this what was this in regards to, man? Oh, this has to do with uh, the coronavirus. I'm a conspiracy theorist. I have uh, I love listening to conspiracies. I love having my own theories. Uh, I do believe that the coronavirus is being passed through food. And it's actually airborne, airborne. So what we're breathing in right now could be coronavirus <laughs> material. Now, I'm just going to say this. As I hear that, <laughs> these are Wayne's viewpoints. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that it's being passed through let food me, right now. Yeah, let me explain. Okay, so we understand the Wayne whole has doctor population right control series, right? right? So I don't know if you know who Thomas Maltus was. He made this model four stages of populations. Right. Uh, basically, I think we're at population four where we kind of want to do this population control and we're trying to get rid of boomers. Oh, and that's man. why you're seeing high cases of um, mortality rates. For the older old, crowd. Older crowd versus the younger crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, like even infants and stuff like that. They're not dying. Right. Um, and I do believe it's because maybe back then, the uh, penicillins and all the shots that they had mm-hmm. is affecting them differently with this illness that has been been passed on right now. So are you saying this is man-made? I do believe it's man-made. I mean, if you look at it, December 19th in Wuhan is when we had that first case in China, right? Mm-hmm. And then the government, the Chinese government, for some idiotic reason, in J- a month later, in Jan- I think it was January 17th, mm-hmm. had a 100,000-person banquet, an open banquet, when they already had the case going on and that first case happening and then th- that there was a death, too, that happened. And they decided to do a fucking banquet. Okay. A 100,000-person banquet. How does that... Okay. Why? That Just doesn't make sense. open to the public. Yeah, it was an okay. open, open public banquet. Mm-hmm. That, that don't make sense to me. I mean, also, they probably didn't know, you know, the ramifications of this virus at the time. They didn't think it was going to be, you know, spreading like wildfire. Sure. But you had a whole month to process that and you wanted to do that? I don't know about that, man. All right. Well, maybe we'll have to we'll have to dive deep on this conspiracy theory of Wayne. And then our administration with the Trump administration going on, there's, there's I don't know what they're doing. All right. I think, uh, you know, Trump was trying to downplay that first. You know, but now is getting he downplaying or was he setting us up for failure on purpose? I mean, he wants to, you, I mean, you could go into it, you know, how the media plays out and everything like that. <laughs> Brody over here, here is like, Brody's over here. Shit, he's like, man, I don't want the government coming after me. I'm <laughs> just thinking like it, it's just kind of that's an interesting uh, viewpoint that I haven't heard yet mm-hmm. uh, as far as like with our with our government, because, you know, um, trying to trying to stay uh, objective here. But like, mm-hmm. you know, uh our government was saying that um, like the media has been kind of blowing this out of proportion and like really hyping it up and uh, it's not a, as big of a deal. And then they're saying like, uh, 
I've, I've heard some conspiracy theories that are saying that this was um, like the Democrats um, trying to like kind of like uh, cause for election the, year. Yeah, yeah. the Trump um, administration to implode on itself. But it's like now you're saying that the Trump administration might be causing this to like right. thinking of it backwards. Yeah. So it's kind of just interesting to hear all this. Also, I just want to add to like all these people saying um, that the media is overhyping this. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I was on social media today and this guy's just going off on this reporter because she's at a store reporting all the people at 6 a.m. there like filling the store out and and like we we're talking about clearing out all the shelves. It's like that's news. You know what I mean? Yeah, so of course right. news organizations are going to be there reporting on that because it's the hot topic, yeah. you know what yeah, I'm saying? It's a relevant right. to topic and it's like a concerning topic for all of America. So news organizations are going to be there trying to get those stories out. And so like, I guess you could see that as them like caught, like trying to get views or whatever, like building into the hysteria. But at the same time, they're trying to do their job and tell the story because people are, turning to these news organizations to get the information that they need. So I just think like I, as somebody who wants to work in the media someday, um, you know, like they don't have, I, you, you can argue they have like their own, uh, their own objectives or whatever. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like a lot of these top news organizations do have to follow you have to a be degree responsible. Of, yeah. You know, of, like, you know, morals, exactly. Morals, ethics and, and all that. that. So, yeah, maybe they are trying to like get exposure by reporting on this, but at the same time, it's their job to report on this to get the information to the public. Yeah. That is true. I mean, I mean, me personally, you just gotta be responsible whatever news is being reported. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're a first year reporter or 10 years in the game, you know, you just gotta be responsible right. and, you know, report all the facts. And as somebody from the public, make sure you're doing your own research as well. If yeah. you, if you see something and you don't believe it, that's fine. But like fact check that and right. look at more sources than yeah. just the one source that you always go to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, <clears throat> I don't think they're blowing out of proportions. Uh, we had a Harvard professor, epidemi epidemiologist. Am I saying that right? Probably epidemiologist. epidemiologist. I'm just Get em, bro. messing up <laughs> with words today. Uh, he projected 40 to 70% of the U.S. population within 12 to 18 months will have the coronavirus. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and then like a 1% kill rate, which is 10 times the common flu. Um, so let's say hypothetically 50% of the U.S. population gets the coronavirus. Uh, within the 12 to 18 months, that would be 1.2 million deaths in America. Well, all I can say is everybody take care of yourself. Yep. Take care of your chickens. Yeah, like he's uh, quoting Mr. Marshawn Lynch, you know, but most definitely, you know, take care of yourselves. Make sure you're washing your hands. If you feel sick, stay home. Um, for us, I mean, we feel pretty healthy here. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I feel That's right. why we came here and talked some stuff. Well, it was tough too because <laughs> over the week I was getting hit with my allergies. And so I was kind of nervous, like, damn, am I starting to have these symptoms? Like I, I had to ask my girlfriend, like, Yo, what are the symptoms for this coronavirus? Right, like, right, my right. eyes are a little itchy. I got the runny nose, uh, congestion and whatnot. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty crazy out here right now. Make sure you be paying attention to that. Yeah, pay attention. You can also pay attention to all of our stuff that we got at the Blazers again. You can check our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram pages for everything Blazer and Blazer game related. Also, one note, um, for our Blazer game night at Motor Center, obviously... 
you know, being the season being suspended right now. We're going to reschedule that. Um, we're still talking with the Blazers to see what we can do uh, for refunds and everything like that. So just keep in touch and check out our pages for more information on our Blazer game night at the Motor Center. So yep, as, as of right now, it is canceled because it was scheduled for April 5th, the game against the Memphis Grizzlies. So, yeah, unfortunately, there's no Blazer game night as of right now. Yeah, but as information continues to flow, um, mm-hmm. like we said, check our, check our social media accounts. We'll be keeping uh, information flowing, all the news for the NBA and news on Blazer Gang Night and news from the Blazers themselves. For sure. But uh, with that, man, Rip City. Rip City. On, on the, the ass. ass. One for the OG. Omsi, Esperanza, Spartans, here from the road. Alberta to get your chicken jack. Trap kitchen to have you coming right back to the rules. Matt Dishman for switch.